It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipittv. It is episode number 213 right here. On, oh, no. It's 214, as I just said. I was just trying to remind myself. It is episode 214 right here on BGN Radio and wherever you are listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you are out there, we appreciate you listening. And if you haven't yet, please rate, subscribe, review the five-star reviews. Do go a very long way. James's uh, cackle was uh, on here, and you'll hear lots of his opinions. And, of course, as always... Uh, our wonderful guest that has been joining us on the post-game shows here, Mr. Johnny Marks. Johnny, what's happening, pal? Uh, you need to start paying me to do these post-games now. Just decided. <laughs> now it's getting to that point, isn't it? Yeah, so we'll start. Oh, man. Hampton, I hope you like dollar bills because that's all I got in my jock, <laughs> and we're going to rig that out. Uh, James, what's going on, pal? I'm just happy the like two minutes we spent before the show figuring out whether it was 213 or 214 <laughs> was not all for naught. Also, I can't believe I've never mentioned before that when John does his, you know, oh, I'll stop there. <laughs> like he always does this little fist pump thing that is awesome. Like you get so in it, you always pump the fist. I've never mentioned that before, but I Need always to record that. I oh, I, I know. Yeah. Again, this is me failing to record things, but I I, road, yeah. I enjoy it. I always enjoy it, and I never mention it. Well, we should. I'll uh, a little behind the curtain as uh, we we were just having a long conversation with one of our coworkers, Mr. Vince Quinn. There might be a change in the visual aspect of BGN Radio, so we'll tease that up. For a little bit, and we're happy to kind of get into that, Johnny. I want to I want to talk about this uh, first because I just think that I, nowhere else to play and say it. I mean, like it was an entertaining football game towards the end, and Ryan Matthews. I don't know where that came from. I don't know how they decided to you know suddenly run the football against one of the best <laughs> run defending teams run the ball. in the league, and uh, I'm sure James will enjoy that and jump up and down for a little bit. Carson Wentz was awful today. 
No, well, I mean, like, I can't get around that at all. You know, it's just like the, the, the Aaron throws the, the, the tippy-toe Zach Ertz catch, which didn't need to happen. Just didn't, it didn't look good at all today. Uh, and, and still yet they've, uh, you know, they were in, within a two-point conversion of pretty much winning this thing. But I don't know. What did you think overall? Wentz's performance, the offense, and, and, and just uh, general things moving forward here? It's something that I noticed with the, the it's his footwork. He he looks he looks uncomfortable. Actually, he had a clean pocket for a lot of today. The offensive line, as much as it was a patchwork duct tape offensive line, he actually had a clean pocket to where he had a lot of time back there today in some in some points of the game. And he just looks very uncomfortable. I don't know if you've got to notice this, but he looks uncomfortable when he's back there. And he's kind of like you almost want him moving out to his right I'm not sure but on those passes where he doesn't look comfortable the ball's not being delivered and it's going high it's going wide uh I agree with you I think it was a a bad performance in a game where I don't really know how many people out there were watching for more reasons other than watch Carson Wentz I mean what what other reason do you have to watch this team right now other than they're the Eagles and we're gonna watch them but to watch Carson Wentz and it was another it was another bad performance and he looked at the end of the game. He runs in the touchdown. He looked good doing that. And we thought maybe we'd get a chance to see overtime, another drive by him. But um, I'm trying not to make any judgments on Carson Wentz based on the rest of this season. It's tough to do right now because he's, he's really, he's, he's going backwards and he's going backwards fast. And I just hope it's a mechanical thing, but it's certainly not something like, like I want to go into the off season thinking like, kind of like I did with Donovan McNabb in 1999, like, wow, it's going to be fun. He's going to be, you know, and Carson, kind of doing the exact different the exact op- opposite performance in Donovan yeah I don't know though I mean like he played great last week we all talked about how maybe it was his best game uh, it wasn't good today but you know I- I'm willing to to you know allow the kid a little bit of time for this end of the season and not get too worried about it I, I mean on the whole it was a fun it was actually a really fun game obviously more fun towards the end but you know O-line game ball I mean Byron Marshall how about that, Johnny? Hey, Johnny hey, hey. Byron Marshall. We'll get into that in a little bit. Kid, kid's a little fun. Kid's got a couple moves. But I, I totally see what you guys are saying, and it was certainly not a uh, a good performance from Wentz. But I thought he persevered. You know, the, the interception early was a bad throw, but he didn't make any major mistakes other than that after that, you know, moving forward. Another one got called back. Another, yeah, that's true. The one did get good <laughs> point. Good yeah, point. Yeah. Got lucky. Got lucky with that one. But – Look, he, he gutted it out. We've all talked about wanting to see him lead the team down the field when it matters and actually close it out, and he did. Yeah, they didn't get the two-point conversion, but, I mean, if it's a if it's a game where they're in competition, they probably don't go for two. There's overtime. It's a whole different thing. I thought it was, it was fun. E- even though it wasn't the best performance, he still did lead them down the field with, what, a minute and change left mm-hmm. on the clock with a timeout in the, you know, in the bank to, to get in the end zone and, and essentially tie the game for all intents and purposes if that's what they were going for. While not a great performance, I still think there are things you could take out of today that were positives. Well, I, I'm not not to go all crossfire on everybody. <laughs> so, crossfire, I think, all I, think right. I think I'm right in the middle between you guys. Uh, <laughs> and then because I think that's where I'm at. I think it's okay to look at this and go, "Wow, Carson Wentz was absolutely awful today." And also at the same time, I know that it's fixable. Again, it's another game that's on the road where he always seems to get the yips thus far in the season. Against and the other, a tough day. Yeah, and it's a really tough defense. And on top of that, you're looking at. You know, let, let's not sugarcoat it here. Baltimore throws weird, exotic shit at, at quarterbacks all the time. Veterans look like Carson Wentz at times, especially when it's in their house. You know, again, not to bring it up again, John Harbaugh is 7-0 and against, or now 8-0 and against rookie yeah. quarterbacks when he comes and faces them. I don't know what rookie quarterbacks he faced in that, but that says a little something, especially when you're playing at home. I, I do think on, 
you know, uh, so I agree that there there is still more time here. And I think, to John's point, you know, it's going to be tough again. It's going to be a short week, and maybe the color rush black jerseys will help him out on Thursday night against a, a divisional opponent where you can, like, you know. And maybe a, a Janoris Jenkins being out potentially. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Saw that too, which is which should be should be. Uh, yeah, and and honestly, I mean, the Giants have improved, and there's there's not much difference. I don't think between them and Baltimore as far as toughness in, in the defense. That I don't think I was was saying that a couple yeah. of weeks ago, but I think I have to so finally admit that. It's a bit of now. a mea culpa from you right <laughs> there. <laughs> so if I, think, I, I think if he goes from you know this to looking okay against the Giants and then having 10 days off or whatever when Dallas comes in, it's probably going to be backups at that point. You know, I, I don't think they have anything to play for at all. Um, then... Then I do think you see some of that optimism there, John. If he comes, if he comes in, and you have those last two games, you're like, okay, this isn't so bad, you know. Uh, and even though, I mean, I got to tell you, that first interception, just like, you know, oh my God, even the one that was called back when you were talking about it, step into the throw, man. Yep. Like, I, there's, there's, that's been with him since forever. That's been with him since college or whatever. It's that back foot, just hanging out there, and he just kind of flicks it up, and it, it disguises. That most part, when people say I'm not sold on this guy's arm strength, it's that's that's what's disguised by it because it, it, again, it's a mechanical thing. It, it's going to be up and down from week to week here. So, you know, it, we'll have to see. But you know, John Ryan Matthews, where the hell did this come from today? Where and and Doug just to just to come out and say I don't care if it's the number one defense, we're going to run the ball. Any any idea of why they were so successful with that today? It's a mentality. Right. I mean, you just look at it and you say like these guys today knew they were coming out. And they were going to run the football out of pure desperation because they can't really throw the ball or just they had a game plan. You can run the football if you have that mentality. If you're in a, a pass blocking mentality because you're throwing the, the ball, the ball 50 times a game. What are you doing? You're constantly if you're an offensive lineman, you're on your heels because you have guys running at you because you're trying to protect the quarterback. It's fun for these guys if they're running the football. And Ryan Matthews, when Ryan Matthews runs well, Ryan Matthews runs well. He runs downhill. He he sees where he wants to go and he takes it. There's not a lot of east west stuff like Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar didn't get a first down on that on that one on the on the one jet sweep that they ran because he was trying to go around. If he would have just cut the ball upfield like Ryan Matthews did on a couple of occasions, he gets the first down. So I think it's a mentality. I think these guys that are a, a couple of them are backups. Kelsey had a really good game as well. He had a couple really nice blocks that w were able to give Matthews the hold that he needed to go. But I think it's a valid question and hopefully something like when we talk about Carson Wentz and we talk about the rest of the season and like what are we even paying attention to this is really important for Doug Peterson because he's got to kind of figure his way into year two they have a chance to not only lose out but to to finish with with a bad record and hey it's okay if your first season with a rookie quarterback you do a little bit of struggling but they started off three and oh so you could look at it and say yeah well they don't have enough talent or you could say hey the league adjusted and the coach and the quarterback really didn't have an answer to it so Hopefully, Doug's learning that you don't need the great running backs, and Ryan Matthews looked great today. It's frustrating, but we, we talked about this last week. Sometimes it's just easier said than done. You just can't run the football to run the football. Like, if you run the football 15 times and you don't get any yards, what are you supposed to do? Keep running at one or two yards? To, <laughs> but today it worked early and often. At yeah. least with Ryan Matthews, it did. So yeah. it was good. I also think they caught Baltimore off guard with it. I think Baltimore didn't see it coming at all. They came in with a game plan uh, to run the football hard. We thought we didn't see it coming. No. You were we were on and the radio this morning too. I was yeah. like, there's no way they're gonna run and the football. And last night on the radio, you're like, the short passing game that'll be their running. And they came out and they shoved it to all of us. And it was a smart game plan. It worked. He saw something. 
in Baltimore's defense. I mean, a lot of those stretch plays were working all day long. I mean, there were ones where it was just like this clean lane of it was just like, how is there this much space for Ryan Matthews to just run through? So I think while Ryan Matthews looked great today, and, and there were a few of those extra effort plays where he just he really did a nice job. The one fumble, a little not great, and that wasn't you know it was a, it was a heads up play by Zach Ertz, yeah, by the way. great, yeah, I know who yep. saw that coming. Especially you know he didn't have to bump into anybody, which was good for him. <laughs> I thought that play leaned into his strengths, um, but you know I, I I think Matthews played well, but I think also you know you really really give it up for the scheme and also for that O line. I mean, uh, but Ike Samalo. Ike, Ike, what's up, uh, I buddy? Mean, they they were awesome. That yeah. online came out, and and like John said, they came out with a gritty, tough mentality. They said we're gonna bring it to a, a tough defensive front, and they went out and did it. So uh, you know, I give a lot of credit to to that O line and 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 your boy. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna talk about it right Ryan, now. It wasn't just Ryan Matthews who looked good today. I had the hottest of hottest takes apparently in the preseason, where you look at Byron Marshall and you looked at his game tape even coming into this. I was really excited by him, and I had said. I just think he fits better than Wendell Smallwood does, and he proved me right. <laughs> at least for a, at least for a couple of series and everything. I mean, like he was a, a swirling tornado for those first couple he's of got carries. Quick feet, kept hitting the X really button. Quick you know? feet, you know. He's he's one of those guys who who his feet move so fast, and he has ways of just kind of stepping his way out of things. I don't know if he has that ultimate high end speed, like to be a, a you know a legit guy, but. Sproles doesn't though either. No, it's a great exactly. Yeah, it's a great point, John. And and I I look at that as 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 that kind of role. You know, I think between Smallwood and Marshall, if they're in the mix in their their their, I think that's a pretty good rotation. And honestly, like I don't want to lose sight of Kenyon Barner looked really, really good until his hamstring went out. That one little stutter step move was terrific. It was just like a stop. It was it wasn't even stutter step. It was almost like he dragged his foot for a half second and it was enough to you know freeze the linebacker. It was he he looked good, man? Yeah, and, and so moving forward, I think again when you look at this and you go, all right, you know Ryan Matthews, if he doesn't get hurt and he just has that consistently, like there's your bell cow, and wow, you have him for real cheap, but at the same time you can't rely on that. So if you do have that bell cow with those two guys in there, all three of those guys, or however you want to kind of rotate it, I honestly think that's what Doug Peterson wants. I know we're all in this like pass happy mentality thing. I really don't think he wants that. Even more so to the to the opening of the game, I think that they were going to the short passing game and realized like, wow, that is not going to work. Like they, they had everybody tagged up on that. And as soon as Wentz threw his first interception, I think that's when it kind of all shifted around. It's like, look, we're going to get we're going to get beat if we don't like just go in there and attack these guys. So yeah, I was I was really impressed by that. And John, I was also really impressed by you know, Fletcher Cox coming out here today and just finally like you know squeezing through and making some great plays. Uh, there's some criticism still of Vinny Curry in the run game. Man, oh man, you got to nail those guys in the first couple of first couple of quarters. There, <laughs> he just let Terrence West like go right yeah. by him for dead to rights for yeah. like a five yard loss or he whatever. Look like a star. Terrence yeah. West. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, but. Overall, uh, the defensive line uh, came to play today too. They did. Uh, Brandon Graham had some had some uh, plays that were in there. Uh, Fletcher Cox, we know he had the sack. Uh, it's for a lot of these guys, like a Vinnie Curry signed a brand new contract. I don't think he's going to be cut in the offseason, at least not yet. Like Brandon Graham's going to be here. These guys are going to be here. Benny Logan's the one name that may not be. So except for the corners that they're going to bring a couple of these guys in. So for the most part, this defense is the defense that's going to be here in the next couple of years. So it is important that these guys kind of gel together. It was nice to see them actually come out and to play an inspired game because I know it can, it can be easy at this point in the season. Really, the whole team played at least played right to the gun. But 
at this point in the season, the last thing you would want to see is an, an effort like we saw a couple weeks ago against Cincinnati where they just flat out looked like they didn't care. So it was good to see him come out, and the defense did look good. They got pressure from from the from the down lineman from just before. Bradham had a, had a, a good day, and Jordan Hicks actually had a, a good day. He had that yeah, interception as well. Day. So, yeah. you know, they get a couple corners in here, and they add to the depth of the of the defense. I expect them to be a good D. Yeah, it come, brings up an interesting question, though, right? I mean, the Benny Logan question is now, you know, we've kind of talked about all season. Oh, they got to pay him. Oh, you know, what is it going to cost? He could cost a lot of money, you know. So it's kind of we're at that point now. We've, we've kind of hinted at it. But now we're, we're you know, two games, one game, which there. is a few days away. We are we are two, two games away from the Benny Logan discussion being a real thing. I mean, John, I mean, I know we, we've both been big supporters of Benny Logan, uh, you know, but if he's getting a, a max type deal there for that for that bracket of where he's at, I mean, yeah. it's a lot of money, especially when you've already put that much into you know you're not he's not getting Fletcher Cox money, but when you're putting that much into defensive tackles and back to back off seasons, that can be can hamper you. Well, Mark, I, I, you know, tell me your thoughts on this too, because I have I have my own, but I don't think I've heard your opinion on this. What what are you going to do with Benny Logan after this season? I like Benny Logan, but there's no way you can afford to pay him. Uh, you can't pay everybody. You can't play Fletcher, Fletcher Cox $103 million. You can't have paid Vinnie Curry and have Brandon Graham, Graham on the payroll like that. I just don't think that you can afford to pay everybody right now. And is Benny Logan the type of player that you can say, you know what, you're right, you can't spend that much money on the defensive line, but this guy's a different player. Like You might have looked at it and said, you know what, I like Fletcher Cox, but I'd rather have Benny Logan, who's a bigger discount, and and another player. Or I would maybe allocate some funds to to another position. You're going to need to pay a cornerback a lot of money unless you're going out and you're drafting him. So if you're going to even sign a mid-level guy, he's going to make a lot of money. I just don't see how you can bring Benny Logan back. Well, I, I'm going to I'm going to say I think I disagree with with both of you guys. I think well, you, I didn't say anything. Well, either. yeah, well maybe maybe we'll disagree. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pull your move and go. Uh, I'm in between both of you guys. <laughs> see, I, I think it was, uh, bring it back to the center. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's where I think you have to pay Benny Logan. I, and if that means that you're going to have to give up a year or two of Connor Barwin or another year of Jason Peters, I think it's I think it's worth it in the long run to to end up doing that. And just like you said, John, that's where they have to do that from from now on. Like there is not going to be any big, at least I'm assuming there's not going to be any big splashy moves unless they really want to put the pot, you know, and fill it up with with uh, you know uh, Jeffrey money and kind of go that route. I, I could see that. I don't think there's any corner in this market that's going to demand crazy amount of money. And I don't even think Benny Logan's pay tag is or you know paycheck is going to be exorbitant amount. I mean, if we're talking in the eight to ten million dollar range per year, is that really enough to? It's like, oh, that's 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 way too much. You can't do that anymore. I think there is a symbiotic relationship with Fletcher Cox and with Benny Logan. If you're talking about you know, Vinnie Curry now having to step up and be a run stuffer or Brandon Graham to be that run stuffer, you're really losing out. Or just Bo Allen just to, like, you go for it, man. You you, you go right ahead. There's just there's not enough depth behind that line already. And you're already setting back, again, like this team desperately needs defensive ends and pass rushers so badly. And now you're going to take an element of that away and just make the thing that is supposed to be special Weaker, so I, I I just don't think you can do that at that point unless there is some form of major trade that I'm not seeing for a number one corner that can step in here right away and be the guy. I, I just think that there is a way because you have a rookie quarterback and the rest of this is going to be done through the draft, no matter who it is. 
that's more important right now. You have to nail the draft, and I'm not worried about free agency. Yeah, I kind of lean that way, too. I'm I'm definitely leaning more draft than free agency in terms of how I'm looking to build this team moving into the future. But it, the Benny Logan thing is, is ultimately going to come down. Um, and I know it's like I'm taking the center, but it comes down to <laughs> how much he's going to cost if there's a team out there that – that thinks he's, you know, Malik Jackson. If there's a Jags out there who wants to pay him, then you have to let him walk. But look, if it's eight to ten million a year, I agree. I think you, you re-sign him, and and I'm willing to give up those, you know, older guys, as it were, to kind of move into the future. Uh, and you know what Logan is. You know he's a good piece. So I, I would be all right with that. I, I it's I think there are some cornerbacks though in the market who who might command some money who. Would be interesting. I mean, I don't think Drake or Patrick's going to be that cheap. I don't think Tremaine Johnson's going to be that cheap. So, and I would have either of those guys here. So, there are a lot of needs, and it's hard. I think we're all kind of a, a little gun shy after Vinny. You know, you go out and you give Vinny sure. all that money, and now it's like, oh, Benny Logan's next, and it's it's just kind of like, do we really want to invest in a D line that we expected so much from, but is kind of disappointed this season? So. Um, ultimately, it co- obviously comes down to the number, but I, I lean more towards re-signing than not. And I think you shouldn't, and, and that's a, a totally fair point. I just don't think you should look at Vinnie Curry and be like, no, oh, of course he you was shouldn't. really disappointing, you got to let Vinnie go now. That's yeah. my point. I yeah. agree. I'm saying you can't, you cannot yes, exactly. do that. I'm just saying I do think that we all are when we look at this. You know, you can't not have that Vinnie contract sitting right, you know, in the front of your brain when you're thinking, should we or should we not re-sign Benny Logan? Uh, and just moving back to uh, just game stuff here, Marks, and I don't know. It's been a it was, it's been a weird kind of season. Just to exactly grade, you know, Doug Peterson and how he's been doing, and all all of uh, you know, pretty much every game. I think we're trying to figure out is he going to be uh, the coach of the future? How do you think he did overall? And uh, I don't know. We'll get into the overtime and the, and the two point conversions because the the quotes from that are just are killing me here. But how, how do you think he did today? Yeah, up up until trying to go for the two point conversion, I thought he did mo- a lot of good things. The the running the running attack, Ryan Matthews, uh, Zach, a heavy another heavy dose of Zach Ertz. I mean, this guy just shows up the last four games of the season every year. He looked good out there today. Uh, I. You know, it was a pretty clean game. They had their timeouts. I, I can't argue. You could, During the course of any game, if you're watching Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll coach, you're going to have plays where you're saying, what are they doing on that one? It, there was a few instances like that today. But I thought, for the most part, Doug played. Hey, they were right there at the end of the game for a, 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 against a team in their house that plays very well at home with a veteran coach that has a Super Bowl on his resume. They had a chance to win it at the end of the game in December. So you got to give Doug credit for that. I don't know what you could rip Doug for today. I mean, honestly, I thought he did a great job. I thought the team did a great job. Uh, and and are we getting? Can I get into the two point? Are we doing that? Or oh, yeah, I'm gonna. I just real quick. I want to bring this come up to me because because I don't <laughs> I, like I like I don't I don't have any issue with anything Doug did today. And we can get into the two point conversion. I I couldn't believe how many diapers were filled on the fourth and one jet sweep to Nelson Aguilar. Like I, <laughs> I, I just like I, oh my god, guys like. It worked in the second quarter. It was and third look, and three to Bryce Treggs. If Aguilar does it, if Aguilar cuts it upfield immediately, instead of stretching it out as far as he did, it probably is a first down immediately. Yeah. And also, if he yep. doesn't step out of bounds there, he gets there. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. Both of the fourth down calls prior to that were the correct decision with where the game was, with the win. Yeah, I liked the, all the, of that, too. I did, too. I liked all of it, and, and we'll get into the two-one. But I think, I think Doug did a really nice job today in a spot where – you're going up against a team that is fighting for their for their playoffs, for their lives, and you don't have a, a, a lot to play for. You've got a banged-up team. You're missing guys like Sproles. You're missing a ton of linemen. 
I thought, considering kind of what they went out there with, I, I was really happy with the, the game plan, with the execution. I thought they played really well. Yeah, and it's just as specifically with that, it, well, it ended up didn't, it didn't even matter anyway. I mean, Jordan Hicks has the interceptions, and then Ryan Matthews runs down there, and they, they do their thing. They, they come right back into it. They get a field goal, and they're within seven. So, like, I, I don't. I didn't understand people's like people were. You know, I, I don't know. I was getting in arguments all over Twitter about it because, for whatever reason, that made it, you, know, you just hand the ball off to Ryan Matthews. He's been doing it all. The, but they, the Ravens had eight in the box. Like you could see, if you drew a rectangle, that's exactly where they were stacked up. Like they weren't going to fool anybody by running it right up the middle for a yard. So that's what you want. Change it when you know it's the thing we can play. Run this way, not like that. You know, it's just kind of like God, guys. You know, like. Calm down. And and getting back to the two-point conversion, absolutely you go yes, for it there. Yes, of course you go. Try, you've been How, aggressive the entire game. And it, could be, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Like, I know it matters. Like, you want to win the game, all that. <laughs> Who gives a shit, all right? This, you don't even draft, but nothing matters, okay? All that matters is you. we saw Carson Wentz take the team down the field with, with a minute and change on the clock to essentially do what he had to do, gut it out, get in the end zone on a really, like John Mark said before, I'm going to say John, i got to get confusing yeah, that's there. That's what I'm saying. I'll say John, <laughs> without, John with no H in yeah, the John, you, you know. Um, you know, he got a really gutty play to get it in the end zone and dive in. That was like a, you know, that's what you want to see from the kid. And, you know, they didn't get a two-point conversion against a great defense. Whatever. I love that they went for it. I love the ballsiness of it because ultimately, it, look, if they were in the playoff hunt, A, I don't think you would have done that. But B, right. I would have been upset about it because th there you got to go for the, you know, you go for the extra point. You take your chances. You know, you, you play the percentages. In this case, it's like, what do you have to lose, man? Like, we lost the game. Who cares? Honestly, Ultimately, it's probably better because you get a, a slightly better pick in the second, third, fourth round, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like if you really have to break it down, it's like, who cares? Yeah, for I, long term, it's a, I thought yeah, it was. Not? I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun for a fan base that that a season that started out fun and has has not been fun for a long time. Would a win have been fun? An overtime win, sure, but an overtime loss would have been a lot less fun than at least taking that shot and saying, "All right, fuck it, we didn't get it." Yeah, and if you're really that upset, then tell Carson Wentz to throw the ball an inch higher, like whatever. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, it's like it was, a, on, it would have been man. pass interference, and they would have been on the one, and Ryan yeah, Matthews would have went in. Yay! It's pass interference. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like it was just. It's come on, man. Who cares? Who cares? What do you want the win for? Like I don't get it. Like it's like, is it that? They're seven, just like you said. If they're seven and six, it's a whole different situation. Of they're five. Try and have this winning culture and instill confidence in your players moving forward into the next season. Blah blah blah. And, and speaking about percentages here, Marks, this is what I didn't understand because there was a question about like what what in your mind. He answered it perfectly first, which I was like. Perfect, Doug. That's all you need to say. He came out there and said, I had my mind made up. I was ready to rock and roll. That's what we were doing. If we had a, uh, if we were in position to win, I was going to go for it. And somewhere along the line, he said, when we looked at the percentages, it was less than 50% if we went into overtime. And then I was like, what did, what did he mean by that? <laughs> then Jimmy Kemsky asked up the follow-up question, and it was really like the politest, most like thing ever of like, I know what you just said is less than 50% in overtime. What is your logic behind that? Then he follows that up with, well, we, when, when he ran, we ran the numbers, which, first of all, what numbers are you running in that <laughs> time? And I want to know who's running those numbers. I mean, and then he comes back and he says, we had a 46% chance of one. So it's like, what the hell is, is he, he looking at for, for a second here? 
I mean, like, what did you think of that well, explanation? Oh, yeah. Have at least said like we're on the road, so you know, like maybe it's like slightly <laughs> less of it. At least you would have been like, all right, I guess we're on the road. I wanted to get the win. That's all you need to say. Yeah, I thought we had a worse chance going in overtime because we were on the road and they're the home team, and and we just wanted to try and take a shot. Marks, explain that to me. Like, where where in the world are you getting those percentages from? I think Doug's problems right now is he tries to be too thoughtful with the media, and he actually tries to answer the questions instead of a lot of the guys just shut people down. You know what I mean? So I don't know what he was talking about. I confused Michael Barkan. I was watching the post game, and he didn't know what he said, and he thought that <laughs> he thought he was talking about the point spread or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and, and they and then they came back from commercial, and Michael had to explain that he didn't know what Doug was talking about. But you know, it, it's it's he, I think James said it the best, which is that. It's the end of the season. No one cares. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit that they went for two points because the season's over. I mean, go for it. You go for the win, whatever. However, would I have liked to see Carson Wentz out on the field in the overtime? Yeah, I would have loved to see that. I would have loved to see what he can do in a drive, high pressure, on the road. Does he? Can he lead the team back down for a drive? Can the defense? Does it ultimately, ultimately matter? No. Would they have done that if they were in playoff contention or seven and six? No, they would have kicked the extra point. And I guess that's my point. You're still you're still playing the same game. You're still coaching the same game. Are you still trying to play to win? So if you're not, why why even punt the whole game? Just go for it on fourth down if the game doesn't matter. And I know it's not that extreme, but as much as yeah, I I, I was like yeah, go for two. I would have liked to see him kick the extra point and go to overtime. It would have been nice to see what they did, but. It's like it's like James said, no one gives a shit. So that's why it's not really that much of an issue. <laughs> not one, not two, but three times he broke his cherry. Congratulations, John Marks, for laying a shit bomb for the first time <laughs> on the BGN Radio Podcast. Welcome. You're officially a member. Uh, yeah, it, That it, was fucking awesome, by the way. Because <laughs> he, he warmed up a lot of the times. He was, he was in a crip and then a crap hole and then something <laughs> in there. I was like, one day he's going to let it loose. And he it's finally tough, did. It's tough, man. I know. It's <laughs> tough to get out of there. make a transition because then all yeah. of a sudden I get loose-lipped and I get on the get back on the radio and fired man you know how to you know how to go between regular terrestrial radio and your podcast i'm i'm worried about it's it true, no, yeah. It's true. yeah we'll get we'll get you you know yeah, we'll get you loose and get, we'll just, school you on listen that. there's dumb there's dumb buttons when you get back on there you do oh yeah i gotta i gotta, I, gotta, I can't do that anymore shit my bad <laughs> yeah and it and it's crazy to me that like when you when you want that i know there's even as some people are just like i'm not gonna feel good about a, you know a loss it's i don't they don't deal in participation trophies or yeah. losing or anything it's it's <laughs> I was just like, God almighty, if that's what you're getting out of this thing, all right, more power to you. But, you know, it is. I mean, we're, we, we've said that. We've said that since week one. It didn't matter what the record was. It's the developmental of the team and how this going. And I, it, you know what, John? I want to I bring this back up, too, because we had mentioned this. James and I mentioned this on the, on the radio show last night. And I, I don't know. When you look at Doug, have you – you look at the development of Carson Wentz, and it's actually been, it's actually been pretty good, you know, as far as, like – the wins and losses, yeah, it's it's not looking great. Some of the play calling, it, it sure is is kind of like whatever, and it's not really his guys here. So I I don't know is that kind of I looked at that as more of yeah he is he probably is a better coach than we're giving him credit for because of the fact that I'm sure well at least at least by the pattern hopefully I'm I'm gonna say this and he's gonna look like shit against the the Giants but the pattern <laughs> has been you know coming off of a really bad game. He's learned from it and and looked better, and there's been teaching moments there. So if that trend kind of continues, don't you have to say at that point that him and at least the offensive coaches are developing this kid in the right way? Uh, He hasn't done enough for me to really think that 
you, you even have to come close to taking to making a move. Has he done better than I thought earlier in the se- season? I thought he was doing a really good job, and then whether it's because of a lack of talent or it's just one of those things, they went through a stretch where they looked really stale and you know, you're kind of like, well, what are you guys doing? He has had a couple response response games to where I thought he came with a good game plan and his guys have played for him, but he hasn't had one of them in a while today. I thought he did a good job. Um, I'm it's, it's it, the great thing about sports is, and, and while there's not a lot to look forward to as far as what you have on the field this year, developing next year, they got to still have to get a lot of those guys. I am curious to see how Doug handles the rest of the season and what he does going into the offseason for next year because this is not only for the quarterback, but for the coach. I mean, these two guys, the NFL is a coach-quarterback league, and you need these two guys on the same page because if it doesn't work, one of them is going to be gone, and it's not it's not going to be Carson Wentz. So this, <laughs> is, a, this is a huge offseason and rest of the season for Doug because if they come out and they do this again next year and Wentz, they're not winning ballgames and Wentz kind of is up and down, you know what's going to happen in this city. Oh, people yeah. are going to be calling for his head. They're already calling for his Yeah, head. they were already calling. So, yeah. No, well, but I'm, I'm with John. Wait till next year. Yeah, wait, exactly. And look, I am I reserve the right to, you know, a month into next season, start to to bring the chatter back. But uh, I can say we – I think we can officially say, even if they lose the last two games by 40 points, there's a moratorium on Doug Peterson getting fired talk. He's not getting fired. He will not – be fired this offseason like I lock it oh, in yeah. he he will be the coach at the start of next season so you know get used to it also uh quick shout out to uh the jacksonville jaguars who we got to find somebody that oh! wants to pick up that that heaping pile of crap us! known as blake bortles and that's kind of like I guess that's real quick. Did you already see that stuff is on Twitter about replacing Schwartz with Gus? Is that oh my God. I swear to God, I saw it on Twitter. How well, that, that? Uh, how weird is that? How that, weird is that? that that there were some Eagles players today that were saying, man, I really hope he can stay around next year. <laughs> and I was like, well, what does that mean? What is that? Mean? What are you talking about? What are you saying? Is it, you know, it was weird, a weird thing to throw out there. Like this so, part of so the season. Going back to your original uh, comment, who would take over that slop in Jacksonville? Well, Jim Schwartz. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he would. And and look, I mean, like again, like if Jim Schwartz looks at that and not listen, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying if they decide to go that route for whatever reason, there's a lot of great defensive toys that sure. work a lot better in yeah. his scheme than it does here and all that other stuff. But also, I mean, like all those damn takes about oh, I'd rather have the talent in there than the talent in Philadelphia. And, and oh, guess what? Yeah, I heard, Doesn't matter. I heard, they're, they're, I heard a bunch of the, I heard a bunch of those takes. Oh, I'd trade the Jacksonville roster for the Eagles roster right now. You doing that with some hummus in your mouth, by the way? Is I, that a, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know I might have actually said that at one point. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I might have. Uh, well, totally honest. Let's uh, let's get to some, uh, to some questions. Uh, Mark, you're up first with this one. This is uh, coming from, uh, and you know what? I can't pronounce it, so I apologize. But uh, thank, we thank you for the question anyway. How can uh, we convince Zach Ertz that in every that every month is December? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe could just pay- to kind of. Oh wait, we already paid him. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, my bad. You can't give him the contract. Uh, you just have to ch- keep telling him Christmas is coming up in a couple of weeks. Being like, oh man, you get your Christmas tree, Christmas fourteen days away. I, I mean, it's amazing when you look at the numbers and so, some of the games. I mean, I even look back two years ago to what he does in the last couple games of the season, and he compiles these numbers late, but he looks good doing it. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. But it's a good point for this because now hopefully Carson and Zach Ertz can build on this for next season. But he's all over the field, man. He looks good. I'll say one silver lining that I think I've said already. He has gone through how many different quarterbacks, too? You have to develop that relationship somehow. 
I'm not saying that it's it's going to happen because the December thing <laughs> wins out way more than like all the different quarterbacks they're going through. I, I don't know. I, I just don't think he's got that uh, kind of killer instinct. James, we'll throw this one up to you. Uh, Louis DiBiase checking in saying people have criticized Peterson for being conservative and aggressive. Uh, you know, what do you think about his decision-making in pressure moments this year? It's a hey, good question. Lou- Louis, thanks for the question. We really appreciate it. Uh, uh, look, you're actually right. He has kind of been criticized for both, but I think he's been criticized more for the aggressiveness in those situations. Obviously, the the not kicking field goals, not taking points in the moment, I think has been one of the bigger criticisms. And on the whole, I prefer it. I prefer the aggressiveness. I want a coach who's not going to be scared to go for it in the moment. I don't want any freaking punt to win shit. But, but... I, he needs to learn, and we hope that he learned from those situations in the Dallas game, the New York game, where he made those mistakes in those types of situations. And it does seem like it looked today. He took the points when he was supposed to take the points. He didn't mess around. He went for it on fourth when he was supposed to go for it on fourth. So uh, I think uh, uh, God bless you, John. Thank you, sir. I think that uh, I, 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 he has been. I think he's been more criticized conservatively in terms of the play calling in those situations, more so than the the actual going for it because he's been pretty aggressive for the most part. I don't think there's really been a situation where like, oh, how can you punt there, Doug? Come on. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think if people I, in this city, we're always going to find ways to criticize from both sides when criticism is deserved. So, uh, you know, look, Doug deserved to be criticized sometimes. He's gotten criticized, and we hope he learned from it. Yeah, Mark's anything to add uh, with that as far as like Peterson and pressure situations? Yeah. <sighs> Any coach in any sport, like to, like today with the two point conversion, if he if the Eagles make it, everybody says he's a genius. But because they don't get it, now you're gonna have people that are criticizing him. So um, we've criticized Doug, like James said, when he's deserved it, and I think we've given him a lot of praise when he deserves it as well, especially early in the, early in the season. Uh, but no, I mean he's believe me, I'm ready to rip him as soon as he deserves it. But you know, yeah, you can't be unfair about it. Well, and a perfect example of that. Look at Mike Malarkey in Tennessee today. Has a chance to to tie the game. Goes for it's two. It's a real situation. <laughs> goes for two. Yes. Do, yeah, where both teams still alive in the playoffs. Goes for two. Doesn't get it, but still ends up lucking out and winning the game on a long field goal thanks to you know a whole you know freezing the kicker and all that good stuff. But <laughs> um, you know they won that game when they shouldn't. I mean, in the same type of situation where if they lose that game, he gets murdered for going yep. for two there Absolutely. so it's you know it's kind of one of those double-edged swords in a lot of situations the, and <laughs> results it's results-based thinking in a lot of cases a lot of cases if it all works out we kind of don't look back at the the situation the same way yeah the uh exotic smash mouth wins over again somehow yes. in, in tennessee and and that's the, that i guess that's that's really hard to and look i'll just say this from look i, I was always a huge poker player you know and i was always concerned about the process and where my head was Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I, I, you know, you can't. It's as hard as it is, especially with money on the line and things, and you know, all that other stuff. It's the same thing in sports too. And I'm not saying like, hey, you're a fan, be be proud of the process, even though the results were a total loss or whatever. But you know, it it is that I enjoy that part of it too. I think it's it's you know, this was always going to be the right call. It's while I'll always defend Seattle throwing. On in the Super Bowl because oh I it, won't I'll if, fight if, you on that if Malcolm, because that was if, poor poor think process that was poor process it's not because it works sixty six times Lynch. it works sixty six times it doesn't matter it's a, it's a it's a unique situation where you have the the most badass 
short yardage running back that we've ever seen. You give that dude the ball. I mean, uh, if Malcolm uh, uh, Butler, uh, uh, if, if Malcolm Butler never recognizes it, it's a touchdown. It that's all. That's all I'm example. saying. No, it's not I a bad example. That's point. exactly process over example. results. Oh boy, oh boy. No, it isn't because Marshawn. They should have handed Marshawn Lynch the no, ball. No, that's saying doing the other thing would have worked. That's what I'm saying. Like that, this no, went I'm wrong. You the were, other thing would have no, worked. No, I'm saying you were wrong. To the, it was wrong. It was the, the wrong process decision. Was wrong too. No, it was the wrong decision before they made it. it. Has nothing to do with the results. Even if they scored the touchdown on the pass, I would have said that was the wrong decision. No, you would. Come I did. On. I said it before. I said it before they. I'm like, how do you not hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch before I said hand it to Lynch? Touchdown. Are you kidding me? Like, All right. Ever, well, come on. We'll have come a, on. This will be a fun uh, side fight later Bad on. Bad example. Uh, shots. Uh, st- oh, uh, Stephen Lee, what's up, buddy? Oh, uh, John, you. Hey, 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 John, you had thought that Byron Marshall might be a better fit uh, going forward. What do you think of his, uh, you know, performance today? I was impressed with the pass protection and the cuts. Yeah, I, I mean, like again, I don't think he's ever a, a bell cow back. I just think he's another guy that gives you a, a, a little, a little bit more than 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 Smallwood would. I think you can. I think he's the guy that you can flank out in the slot or even on the outside on certain certain plays. It's what he did in Oregon. He's a, he's a fun little piece to kind of play with. I hope he I hope he gets a couple of more uh, chances here. You know, it'll be well. He's going to if uh, Kenyon Barter's injury is, yeah. is is any worse here. Uh, all right, Marks. This is uh, coming from David after the Matthews performance today. Uh, do you want to keep him around for another year? Well, it's great. It's a and just to kind of piggyback on what you were just saying, it, it like it, I think it, the, you really have to decide as an organization if you want to move forward. You have Smallwood. I don't know if he's ever going to be able to stay healthy. Uh, I, I when it's first first time I saw him play in preseason, I was like I like it, but then he took a shot. He's just slight. Yeah. Uh, I like Kenyon Barner a lot, and I like uh, I like Darren Sproles. I'm okay with it with a, a rotation. I don't think Matthews is coming back. His his salaries. A little bit high, higher than than what you want to play, and because you did re-sign Sproles, unless there's a guy that's out there, whether it's in the draft or somebody that's out there that you just simply can't pass on, I think you're going with a rotation. But like you look at Dallas and Ezekiel Elliott, and like yeah, they used the top five pick on the guy, but and normally I don't value running backs with high picks like that. The kid's a stud. So if there's somebody out there, or there's a way, whether whether it's a draft pick or somebody, I'm not telling you not to get him. But I actually like the rotation. I'm a Kenyon Barner fan. I Me think too. he can be a real contributor. I like a couple of these guys. So, uh, but I I would not bring Matthews back. I wouldn't. Yeah. And I, and, I mean, and he just he gets, too, he gets injured, like, injured too much and whatever else. Yeah, I think with the draft and everything that's around it, I don't think there's a, a need to. You can't to. Just rely like, on him to be healthy. I mean, it's yeah. a guy you can't rely on every week to, to actually be out on the field. We've seen it every time he's been here. Uh, James, your friend Len, checking in. Len! Uh, can we all agree that Greg Lewis has brought nothing to the wide receiver coaching position? Well, we are. Uh, it's hard to with the position <laughs> coaches because you're not in the room we for have, any of it. We have no idea. We have zero Let idea. Let me just tell you this real quick and I'll hand it zero. right back to James. That's what I'm saying. We have oh, yeah. zero clue. Zero idea. But, I mean, look, the wide receiver <laughs> sucks, so it's... It's not like he's done a lot, I guess. So, I mean, it's not a lot to work with either. So, who the hell knows? I, if the, Let's put it this way. If they move on from Greg Lewis this offseason, I won't complain. Listen, there was nothing but bitching to Bob Bicknell last year about how awful this is. Like, how many drops can you really have? And yeah, Miles yeah. Austin was this guy. You know, it's, it's just come to the realization these guys are bad. And you can't fix catching. I'm sorry. It's just no matter how many jugs machine workouts you have, <laughs> it just gets you ready, you know, rep-wise to feel the ball and, and to do all that stuff. I mean, it's not going to change your natural 
catching ability. It is. It is. There is only a handful of guys that have had bad hands and then switched it around to have like really, really good hands. It's it's hard. Sorry. I mean, there's just they just don't have the kind of uh, caliber here to do it. Uh, I think that's going to do it for two fourteen. Final as, thoughts. Uh, yeah. And Mark's any uh, final thoughts? Random thoughts on anything, my friend? Yes, I do. Uh, and, I, and I'm going to go easy on Chip Kelly this week because I know his father passed away uh, a week and a half, two weeks ago. But I will add this, that Gus Bradley was fired today by the Jaguars. You remember back when Jeffrey Lurie and Howie were trying to make yeah. a decision on who was going to replace Andy Reid. It was Gus Bradley and Chip Kelly combined in their last, uh, how many games is this? 50, 62 games. They are 16 and 48. So the two finalists for the Eagles job at one point, Gus Bradley and Chip Kelly, both 88 and 24 in their last 32 games each, respectively. So uh, I think either way you sliced it, it was going to be an unsuccessful <laughs> coaching search by Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. So yeah. hopefully Doug does better than that. Yeah, and it's it's pretty crazy that like even even Bruce Arians, who was I, I guess the top dog in that, n- not not great. Either not this you, year. you know, not, you know, it's just kind of been that a real diaper issue too. Yeah, he does a humongous diaper issue. Uh, I think ESPN. <laughs> I think ESPN put this out. Uh, yeah, seriously, get the Pampers ready. Uh, the ESPN put this out, or Number Fire put this out. I apologize. Oh, you're, this is going to be one of mine. Bill Belichick. This is so good. Would have to lose. Would have to go zero and sixteen for the next forty-one seasons to match the percentage. Of Gus Bradley, the loss percentage. That's insane. I actually insane. have it open. Oh, right, ready to rock and roll? Like, like, <laughs> I literally, look, this is the tweet that J.J. Zacharias. There yeah, it is. Uh, who has been on uh, This Week in Fantasy. He right? is. A friend uh, of the show friend of this show. weekend. So uh, I'll go on to my other three final thoughts, but uh, that was one of them. So great work there, John. Uh, I was actually going to use that as my final thought on the show yesterday, and then he gets fired today, which is <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, real quick, as I look at Scott Hansen, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm, I used to hate Scott Hansen, and I'm totally on board. I love his, like, when he comes in, he gets real like this. First down, let's get to Atlanta. You know, it gets real deep. Anyway, uh, impersonating Scott Hansen has become a thing of he's, mine. Lately. He's a little, I've always liked him. He's a little nerdy, but oh, it works super for the nerdy. Broadcast. It's great. He's a total nerd. I think I yeah. look at Scott Hansen, I think tuna fish sandwich. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm just like. He does a good job, but I'm just like, he has, a lot yeah. of, he, he has a lot of funny phrases like, let's put a bookmark in that one. We'll get back to it. Like, it's like, he has, anyway. Well, he was early Comcast Sports then. Yeah. He was. I don't remember that. Yeah. How about that? All right. Yep. Anyway, uh, two more. Uh, one, they ran the ball, John! <laughs> Suck it! <laughs> Suck it so hard! Uh, and then I can't believe there's a final thought. Uh, this, like, I thought we would actually open with this because it's far more important than anything happened on the Eagles field today. Fuck yeah, Andy Colts! Way yes. to go, Colts! Skull, skull this. Congratulations. Go, Colts! Uh, big, big win today, baby. Yeah, I can't believe that. That's, uh, I mean... That's gonna that's gonna big, feel big real good. win, big win for the Colts. Way to go, Andy Luck. Ryan Grigson's great. I knew it. I knew it. Jesus, see now that, that I'm just kidding. I took it too far. I took it too far. Sorry. You see Sam Bradford's stats in that game too? Oh, yeah. No, I did not. You look at his stats. You don't know if he, you won't know if he won or lost because he always has the same stats. He throws like 65 percent. Those for 260 yards. Maybe has an interception and a touchdown, and his team loses. That's unbelievable. Uh, I guess got to give uh, a quick shout out to one of the best GMs in football. Uh, that's John Elway because hey, guess oh, what? Oh, hey now, uh, Brock Osweiler is on the bench for Tom Savage. That's right, Todd McShay's number one quarterback, Tom Savage, took over this game today. I cannot believe that the Texans are in that hole. And James, can we finally agree that Bill O'Brien 
fucking sucks. Like he is, he is the guy. Fault. He got Brock forced on him. He, 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 he won of, the game. He's a leader of men. They I did know, win I the think game. They won against Gunn. Hello, Brian's gonna go to the playoffs with with a Brock Osweiler. Tom Sal, you went to the playoffs with these these schlubs. Like, who got to Brian Hoyer led teams? Come on. Okay, now, they won marks, but they they beat Gus Bradley. So Gus Bradley <laughs> has <laughs> lost to a one eyed coach. Tom Savage and whoever else they're going to finish Chuck up his career. Pagano, Bill O'Brien, and Mike <laughs> Malarkey are battling it out for the AFC South. Think about that. Can that's you ridiculous. Think? Chuck Pagano, <laughs> Bill O'Brien, and Mike Malarkey. That's like an answer to some like bad coaches trivia question. It's terrific. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do as far as a, a preview show for Thursday. I probably We probably won't do one, to be honest, because who cares? Yeah. Uh, and if anything kind of uh, breaking news happens, we'll definitely uh, be here. I'll be down there Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. I don't know. I'm semi excited. I guess to see the color rush jerseys. Not really. Not I really. Couldn't care less at all. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, kind. I don't know. Fuck it. Not at all. I'm lying. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Total lying. reversal. Totally, uh, I, I have a dentist appointment on Thursday earlier in the day, wow. and I don't know which I'm looking forward to less: the dentist appointment or Eagles Giants. Well, that's messed up. Well, the last thing I'll say. <laughs> I'm is, kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Guys. It's, it's clearly Eagles Giants. Uh, at 7:30 before uh, Sunday Night Football, uh, go Bucks, go! As uh, hopefully the uh, that upset happens. I am John Barchard for, of course, John Marks and James Seltzer. We appreciate you listening right here to BGN Radio, episode number 214, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com.